truth, justice, pop culture. These are the Kryptonian Chronicles. Welcome to the Kryptonian Chronicles. On today's episode, Jake and I will be chatting with our very first guest, Scotty B. from the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. Scotty does such wonderful things for the world of cosplay, whether it be bringing attention to many different cosplayers and their journeys, the business aspect of cosplay, or talking about the ways in which we can all help to make the community a more positive and safe one, a sanctuary. Jake and I have both been on Scotty's podcast, and we thought it so fitting for him to be our very first guest. Listen in as we talk about his story, and in the second half of the episode, our mutual love of all things Star Wars. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of The Kryptonian Chronicles. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Kryptonian Chronicles. I'm Andrew, and I'm joined by Jake. You can find me, of course, at Melbourne Superman, or Melbourne Superman, if you're from America, on Instagram. You can find Jake at Superman14JF. How you doing, Jake? I am wonderful, thank you. It is good to be back and excited Uh, Very excited. This is a very special show. We have our first guest this episode, so really excited to kick this thing off. Absolutely, absolutely. So we do, as Jake said, have our first guest, and I'm very excited to to kick it off with Scotty B. from the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. So basically, those of you who listen to Scotty's podcast know that his introductions for his guests are second to none. And I must admit that when I listen, the intros are one of my favorite parts because of how well-spoken he is and the light that he paints on his guests, showing off their best qualities and telling us exactly what we need to know about them and how they have affected the cosplay community. So an introduction for Scotty is a bit of a tough act to follow, but I will say this. I have learned more about the ins and outs of the cosplay community and the actual social media aspect of it from the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast than I ever thought possible. Just when I think that there's not much more for me to learn, Scotty comes out with a new episode on some aspect of cosplay that I would have never thought about. His guests have truly inspirational stories that have me asking myself the question, how can I be better, or how can I be more efficient, or how else can I give back to a community? And when someone has you thinking that, that's when you truly know that you've been inspired. His topics on the community itself, the business aspect of it, and his guests all work in tandem to show us all what a sanctuary he's built for us as cosplayers. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome our first guest to the Kryptonian Chronicles, Scotty B. of the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on the show, Andrew, Jake. It is great to see the alumni working together. And um, really, I've enjoyed the the first three episodes of your podcast. I listened to them before coming on. And um, wow, you you go deep on (laughs) Superman and Lois. I, I, I was, I was like really into it. <laughs> I was like, this is better watching the show at this point. Like they're really getting into all the details. We were both so excited about it. We were like yeah. kids in candy stores about everything. You know, when you dress up as a Kryptonian, you got to deep dive deep into the content, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I think, you know, me and Andrew have both been very, very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, be on uh, your podcast. And, and for me, 
Um, you know, I can't speak to Andrew, but for me, it was, it was very early on in my cosplay journey. Um, and, and honestly, it catapulted me, uh, you know, just kind of echo what Andrew said, it catapulted me just with so many amazing people that are friends now. And, and, and like, you, like Andrew alluded to, like the podcast really touches on so many aspects of, of cosplay and truly like inspires you to want to give back and, and really if, see how you can affect other people. So um, we're very excited to have you on and um, going to dive into some questions. Uh, you know, you, you've asked us, you know, kind of what got us into cosplay, but for you, sir, what got you into this thing? What, what is, uh, what, what got you into the world of cosplay to begin with? Well, um, it was in the Wayback Machine about two years ago. So I guess not that far back, but um, I went to uh, C2E2, which is a local convention here. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's a Chicago convention. Uh, we might get it back in December. Fingers crossed. And I met someone. Yeah, fingers crossed. We have some cons. Um, I got it back, or I, <laughs> I, um, I just we just went. Like we we weren't really there for cosplay necessarily. We really didn't know that was like a big thing. I mean, I I'd kind of known about it from many years ago. Uh, place called Gen Con, but uh, my wife started rattling off names. You know, she was just she was just it was like random celebrity names. It was like Summer Glau. I'm like, okay, Summer Glau, what about her? And then she's like, well, what about Matt Smith and David Tennant? And she's starting to go through like some more obscure people that I still know. I'm like, where, where is all of this? <laughs> like right here. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to see like 40 people that I want to see. I got a picture with, uh, with Jim Ross from, uh, from like the old wrestling days. Nice. Um, and uh, there, there were just, there were um, the, the, uh, the lead actor from uh, The Last Dragon was there. I know him as Bruce Leroy. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Nice, yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, it, was, it was just, I, don't know, I was like talking to him. I'm like, this is, you know, like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. My sister's going to be so jealous of me. But the, um, who, who I met there um, that really changed everything for me, besides Tom Bilyeu, who was actually, um, you can see all of his comics in the background here. Um, he had just started, um, Neon Future back at that uh, at that convention um, and really inspires me to do a lot of hard stuff, uh, which is where the podcast kind of came from. But um, I found the Vero booth on one of my last days there and I met um, a very um, a very dedicated and very detail oriented cosplayer named Liz Wonder. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> never heard of her before. <laughs> no, does anyone know who she is? Um, she um, this was probably a hundred thousand followers ago for her, and she was um, working pretty hard to to push Vero. And this was before Zack Snyder and and all of that stuff really happened. That I, I very politely asked for a picture with her um, while she was kind of working the booth, and then she handed me a card, and it wasn't even hers. She she handed me um, one of the other cosplayers' cards, and so I had to kind of dig uh, for Liz on Vero. I signed up for it that day, and. Um, you know, we, we chatted a little bit from there and, and became good friends, uh, friends with all the squad goals. Uh, they were um, some of my first guests on my show. Astrovoid was my first guest. And then um, I went down to Florida for a convention and talked to all of the squad goals. Liz Wonder, uh, Erica Cosplay, Katie Rodriguez, uh, Michelle and Reed, and Nina, um, Nina's uh, reptile. Harley, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a really great time um, yeah. just getting in with that group and that's just and now I have a podcast 
Right. There you go. <laughs> and talk about hey, well, I can, I can attest that's a dynamite team. I mean, I know, um, you know, Astra Void lives about 10 minutes from me and, and I know how wonderful she is. And she mm. speaks, you know, so highly of you. And then obviously Liz and Erica and, and Addie and, and Rev and all those they are an amazing bunch. So that that's so cool. Like to hear like how similar people have inspired you and got you into it um, as well. So. That is that is awesome. And uh, bravo for uh, getting to go to a cool con in Chicago. That's one of the cities I would love to get to go to a con to. So. Yeah, absolutely. very nice. Oh, it is fun. It's absolutely fun. agree. So Astrovoid is actually now mm-hmm. your your co-host on the on the podcast. So that's, that's yes. a lot of fun. So how is that all going? Oh, um, pretty good. I mean, uh, it works. You know, we, we work around our schedule. She's a she's a busy right. girl. And um, she she does a lot on TikTok. She's blowing up yes, on TikTok. Yeah, so yeah, that that has been that's been a big thing for her. Uh, but she's so like she has such focus on on her builds mm-hmm. and what she does in cosplay. And she's um, she's done she's done films. Well, she's done films with you, Jay. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's just, very talented um, as an actress as well. She's she's just a really bright aspiring person and um you know i i i hope we work well mm-hmm. together um certainly you know I, I i appreciate her being on the show and uh kind of being that um that motivation for for me and also kind of takes the show in a different direction which is great um you know me talking about some of the 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 more boring things i guess um, <laughs> nah. before uh but um the the important aspects uh that some people in cosplay may not think about you know and they get frustrated i hear a lot of frustration about not getting the likes not getting mm-hmm. followers uh you know it's always playing with the algorithm and stuff like that and, um those are the kinds of things that i want to help out with Whereas I don't necessarily have all of the uh, wherewithal on makeup and costuming and how to put things together. I struggle mightily with all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, that's Astrovoid really fills that void, uh, no pun intended, hey. Uh, hey. To, to bring in a lot of the, um, the, a lot of the expertise and just, you know, how she's so great with, with makeup and with uh, just thinking outside of the box on putting all the cosplays together. And she, I mean, she really loves it. So I, I hope that uh, we can be a duo uh, into the yeah, future. Right yeah, that's fantastic, dude. And, you know, one of the things I was going to ask is, you know, how you got into, you know, starting the podcast itself, uh, which you kind of touched on, but what really made you decide like the avenue of the podcast of like the topics you were going to cover and, and what, wh- when did you make that decision after deciding like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast? Well, I was terrified of video. So that was <laughs> Which the, is uh, funny next, because your podcast is like thing. all on YouTube now. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I I had to I just keep stepping out of my yeah. comfort zone, uh, which I still am. I'm still, you know, the camera is not where I'm good, but that's okay. I'm I'm gonna get better at that, and that um, you know that this is a journey, uh, and that I can show people, you know, just along with you know the cosplay and everything is you know you can't like if you if you want to start a YouTube channel, you can do that as a cosplayer. Um, I did it yeah. right. I, so if I can do it, everybody should be able to do it. But I started with podcasting because it seemed a bit e- like it just seemed like a, a good baby step. Yeah. And I, I had things to say. My my grandfather on my dad's side was a minister, and he could talk for days. Like he, um, I remember on Easter's, we would we would go down to my grandparents' house, um, and uh, you know they he he was a it was a country church. Um, 
smaller. Uh, everybody knew him. He knew everybody. And he would get up in front of, of the crowd, in front of the congregation, and he would go, his Easter sermons were like an hour. And, you know, when you're, you're like five or six or seven, you're just, you're totally glazed over. But um, I, I will, I guess, thank him for um, giving me a little bit of that and at least uh, the, not, maybe not the gift of gab, but at least being able to have a lot of thoughts about things uh, that I could share with people as I'm going along. And, you know, he, uh, he was very inspiring to, to his congregation um, while he was doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a preachy person. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell people how to live their life. You know, the sanctuary is, is not uh, necessarily that structured. But, uh, you know, the building that safe space and being able to, to, to give back to the community, that's, that's a great thing to be able to pass on. Yeah. And so, obviously, with, with your podcast, it's obviously focused on, you know, on the cosplay community, you know, building that safe space, that haven, uh, without, you know, without pushing any, any sort of agenda which is so refreshing in today's really <laughs> in today's yeah. climate uh, what is what does cosplay actually mean specifically to you so you've gotten into cosplay through the conventions and meeting people and you know been here for a couple of years so in 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 terms of cosplay what does it mean to you what does cosplay mean to scotty b oh well it's i guess a combination of a couple things it's an escape i think a lot of people say that it, it gets you away from your day to day. But other than that, it's really like, it's like the ultimate test. It's like the, the ultimate how to, or like it combines so many different skills. You know, you have to be kind of good at a lot of different things in order to do cosplay. Everything from being able to get in front of a camera to being able to make a costume, make, you know, props, figure a lot of different things out figure out all the audio and visual stuff, you know, photography and putting everything together. Like it's just, there's, there's so many little components and it's, it's almost endless. Like you can, you can do one and you can tweak it and finish it and, you know, shoot it uh, for, for videos and for, uh, for photography, put it on Instagram, but you know, you, you don't have to stop with one character um, or you can do many variations of a character and there, there's just so much to it. I'm like, wow, this is, um, you know, this is either like the biggest money pit I'm ever going to find besides college or, um, you know, really there's, there's so much you can do here um, to, to just like gain a lot of skills and never stop mm -hmm. learning. I just, I think that's just fascinating. And um, cosplayers and jet, like they're, they're really, um, they're people who just really like to learn. Like there's like a hunger uh, or something inside of them where they, they, they have to create, they have to, they have to make, uh, you know, whether it's content or whether it's, what you're doing with your costumes and things like it's always there's always something going on i think that's really um it's challenging for me you know it's uh, <laughs> uh just being able to uh, to do things like that i just it's just a wonderful uh, wonderful expression uh, so i like i i just i wanted to kind of jump into it with everybody so it's right. a good crowd to be in yeah and and you're right it's it's it is definitely a big uh learning world for me specifically yes. i know you know i've learned so much not only about Yes, the uh, the sort of surface area of it, like the Photoshop and the photography and the edits, but also just how to you know uh, interact with people, how to network, how to push you know positivity out in a completely different way, or you know 
you know, I, I, I never would have met probably yourself or Jake through through if I had not found cosplay. So it's just, yeah, that 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 educating oneself. I think that's a that's a really important part of it. Yeah, no, one hundred percent an ad. First off, there's definitely a money pit somewhere between the <laughs> amount of money of super suits between the two of us that have been oh, bought. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the. Um, but yeah, I think to, for me, you know, me and Andrew, and I think we touched on it when we did our interview is I didn't even know about this world up until like maybe six months before I got into it. And it was just like, like you said, just the learning of, you know, like even even like, you know, the makeup, like I've never done it, but just like, wow, like that is so, you know, I look at someone like Allison Tabitha, like the other day she transformed herself into a Heath Ledger Joker. And I was like, it's unbelievable and it's like how like just i'm just like i kind of want to learn that now it's just the costume builders and the props and just the the photoshop from people like ryan or, or ryan sims or you know with brian zapp and people i've used it's unbelievable just the amount of skills i've just kind of learned bits and pieces of mm. um so i think you touched on everything beautifully um the one thing i kind of segue is off the top question i'd be curious uh, yourself what would your dream cosplay character be yourself if you actually did like a character what would be like your dream costume that you would want to suit up as i think i know the answer i'm gonna i'm gonna have it in my head and i'm gonna see if i'm right okay well um there there are a couple i mean i'm, I'm working on some now um and this maybe this will be a good segue into go. the big topic of discussion for the day um, but I do have a lightsaber on order. I just I just followed up with the with the ultra sabers. So my um, the first one that I really want to get finished is the Luke Skywalker from a Mandalorian. Um, it's that was so cool. I was just such a bomb and that little fire. I was like I was googling all oh, I gotta I gotta find I gotta find the Return of the Jedi suit like right now. I gotta get the belt. <laughs> I gotta get everything right. And, uh, and then I gotta like uh, I gotta get a little bit trimmer so that I can look right for for this thing, um, but my my ultimate cosplay is actually Doctor Fate. Ooh, uh, that, that's gonna be a lot that's of fun. Right. I want everybody to know that I, I was right. I, if if I could if I could write or if I could get my my helmet, I would I would go and grab it, but it's a little too far away from, from where I am. <laughs> I don't think now. I've seen your doc. I, I feel like I've heard you either. speak about it on the podcast that because I don't. I must admit, I I, I seldom get onto YouTube. Uh, but I, did you, in the last few episodes or so, when you were, uh, I can't remember who you were interviewing, but did you have it with you for that episode, like, on hand? Um, I've had it in my stories. Okay, so I might be making that up. Yeah, then. yeah, because the first one didn't oh, fit. fair enough. So <laughs> the, the, the helmet was too small. I thought, oh, yeah, I, I measured my head, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'll just get the small one, and it'll be fine. And then I had, like, a football helmet moment or just in if it makes you feel better i ordered a batman cow once and like literally the holes didn't even touch my face because it was so big it like was the, over my eyes is that the rubies one yes yeah, he's like yes yes it was, yes, it was. oh man that's... i was like i've never felt less like vengeance in my life oh, man that's awesome it's like a big pop figure or something but just like yeah, not menacing horrible. Yes. No, I felt like um, one of the kids from Little Giants. <laughs> oh, man. That oh. movie. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. So, we, yeah, okay, so we've talked about Star Wars. So before we get into Star Wars, let's, I'll just, I'll say one thing. And if, if Jake has anything to add or if you want to add anything about the podcast, what I'm curious to know as, as someone who obviously now, uh, you know, Jake and I are starting this podcast, which is a complete learning experience for me, even though I've done over 100 episodes of another podcast, which yeah. that blows my mind. From, from day one to your podcast to now, What's the big? What do you think is the biggest difference or differences that that you've sort of discovered in 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 this journey for yourself? Well, when I first started, I I don't know if I really like I, I had a, I had a focus in direction. Like I knew I kind of wanted to fill this white space in in marketing and social media, but I think I have a lot more fun with it now. Like it was it was a little bit nerve wracking in the beginning, like just like getting enough together for like a seven minute cast. Um, but I think I got over that when I started to do dailies, I, I kind of forced myself, um, almost like you would, um, well, maybe, you know, breaking the barrier might be a better um, an analogy for this, um, that you kind of see what your limit is and push a little bit harder, just to see what you're capable of. So um, when I was recording all my dailies, that's when I started to have a lot more fun and just kind of like, you know, if it's not perfect, it's okay. If it's, uh, you know, if, if I want to do shorter or longer or whatever, you know, and, and you know, I want to, I want to be able to expand on what I'm talking about and add things and, um, you know, put some videos with it. And, you know, it just, it, it got to be a lot more fun. It's still some, some days are, are better than others. Um, just like they are with anything that you have as a hobby or an interest or something that's a passion. You know, some days you get a little frustrated with things or, you know, you, you break your, uh, you break your headphones and you have to go and find another one <laughs> as a backup. Um, it's just, uh, it's just a really fun thing now um, to be able to do. You get uh, trying, trying to get excited about it versus nervous yeah. about it. And that, I think that's been the biggest difference. Um, if I go back and, and listen to my really cringy first episode, uh, it's, you, you know, it's just, a, it's a fun journey to see, where it started and, and where it is. And, you know, in another year, I'll probably look at, you know, the episodes that I did in season two and I'll be like, whoa, <laughs> those were, those were rough, but that's okay. We got, you know, we, we keep improving, we keep getting better. And that's, that's really all we can do. You know, it's just um, always be, always be improving, always be learning. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. no, that's great. And uh, I guess last question, because I feel the force brewing here, we're going to peek out <laughs> some Star Wars, we're dying to, but, uh, you know, what are kind of the plans moving forward with, with the podcast? Do you have anything new coming out? Um, you know, what, what can we look forward to? Well, uh, there's going to be, a, there's, there'll be some changes coming up for season three. Um, season two ends and uh, right, right around the first week of April, we're going to have a real special guest on the final episode. We're going to talk about a very serious subject for a lot of that. And the reason for talking about the subject is to bring up the, goal that I have for season three, which is to start to uh, bring about the concept of a united cosplay mm. front, uh, if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, really um, driving driving the point of, you know, uniting and being strong together instead of breaking each other down, bullying each other, comparing each other, you know, looking at looking at the competitive cosplayers and the Yaya Hans of the world and wondering why I don't have a million subscribers. It's, it's more about community and it's more about giving and helping everybody 
So that's that's where I want to go with season three is to really dig into, you know, what are we all doing together? And, you know, how can how can we solve some of these deeper issues inside the cosplay community where people can just be, I mean, man, some of these things that, that these girls put up with oh, yeah. uh, when they, you know, they come yeah. on the show and, and they, you know, they talk about just some of the comments they get and some of the things that happen behind the scenes. You're just like, man, um, I guess I'm lucky I have a, a little known show because, you know, I've, I've never, you know, it's, it's just not a, a thing that I even see. And if I do, I just block it right away. It's not a big deal, but uh, you know, it's, it's definitely there. It's definitely at conventions. There's a lot of drama and I'm all about, you know, kind of putting the, uh, putting the mask on it and uh, telling it to stay six feet away. I love it. <laughs> we'll just leave leave the cosplay bullying and all that stuff in 2020. Yes, please. And, um, yeah. You know, make this a really cool, cool space to be right. in. Yeah, it's always bad to me. It's like, isn't there enough stuff yeah. going on in the world? Like, do we really need this extra? Because, you know, God forbid, there's one other person that may be cosplaying the same character as you, or, you know, they- <gasps> yeah. Do you mean there's another Superman? <laughs> what? <laughs> We can make a podcast together. Come on. That's right. We work together, guys. Um, exactly. So, it's called the multiverse. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll, 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 we'll touch on this again at the end of the episode, but just, uh, Scotty, let everybody know where they can find a little bit more about you, your podcast, and, uh, you know, we'll put it in the show notes again. We'll, we'll touch on it at the end as well, but, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the podcast you can find just about anywhere. Just search for Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. And uh, that's on Buzzsprout and it's on Spotify and it's on Google Play and everywhere you can find podcasts. So definitely, um, if you want to give it a listen and a like or leave a review, that's great. Of course, YouTube is kind of the big focus going into the next season. So we, we're going to be doing videos every Friday. Sometimes it's going to be me. Sometimes it's going to be Astrofoid. Both of us guests uh, could be a little bit different every week, uh, but that is going to be just ongoing forever and ever, every Friday, unless the date changes. But certainly um, go there, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. And yeah, those are those are the, the best places to find me. Uh, Instagram, of course, at Here's a Cosplay Sanctuary. Uh, and that will lead you to the link tree if you ever want to find me anywhere else on the interwebs. But yeah, that um, that's that's where it's at. Sounds good. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I can see Jake just sitting there like kid on Christmas Eve or something. Just like, let's let's talk Star Wars now. Let's talk Star Wars. He's got his he got his Grogu, uh, which we'll we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Yes, we will. Specifically, we wanted to get Scotty on to the fourth episode of the Kryptonian Chronicles because it's going to be a Star Wars bit of a conversation. So, boys, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. For those of you who are fans of Star Wars, keep listening. For those of you who are not fans of Star Wars, become fans and keep listening. <laughs> Yeah, we're yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry. If you're not sorry, we're going to apologize for the next five hours of us ranting about Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. So, I guess the best place to start is the true beginning, in, in my mind, the original trilogy. So, I figure we can we can talk about all, all, all the little different things of Star Wars, you know, kind of speed round it, talk about whatever we want, but the original trilogy. 
open for discussion. What do we what do we want to say about the original trilogy? Yeah, I think uh, I think literally, if you're a fan of any kind of fandom, you owe the original trilogy of Star Wars a huge thank you. They opened the gate for special effects. They opened the gate for uh, these big fandom communities. It's probably the most important franchise, especially in cinema, just because of what it did for the movie industry, showing that you can have these big epic fantasy worlds then and i think anything from the mcu to the dcu mm-hmm. any harry Potter, any of those things it all comes from star wars i mean it was truly to me so far ahead of its time i mean how many movies from you know that era truly like hold up so well and i mean there's still some of the greatest movies ever put out so i think that alone is for me i want to start there and um you know i'll let you guys go from there but i think every fandom and any cosplayer we all owe something to that original star wars trilogy yeah yeah mm-hmm. what do you reckon scotty uh, well you know um the uh, empire strikes back is the least tragic of all the movies <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll just say that right away nobody mm-hmm. dies but the the storytelling it's all about storytelling yeah. i think the from start to finish um whatever you want to say about the prequels but it's still um, it's a story, and George Lucas did such a great job telling it. And you know, a lot of uh, it, it really, it's timeless. You know, you can you can go back and you can watch the first three movies over and over and over again. I I've never gotten tired of just that the story, the turn of events. You know, just all of the the intrigue and you know, laser guns and lights. You know, it's just all all of like the the stuff that just you go bonkers for when yeah. you're a kid and you see this thing just for the first time like they have a laser sword <laughs> what i want one and you know it's just uh, all the the starships um you know i played the card game for a long time too i actually mm-hmm. went to uh went to a convention and played in a championship for the star wars customizable oh, wow. card game um and uh, the the best thing about the game was the movie stills i mean they they did such a you you had like a shot of every single scene in the movie with the card game if you had all the cards and um, it's just there were so many little details that you don't necessarily notice when you watch the movies that you see when you're playing the game and you're like oh and you're just so easy to connect with it. yeah absolutely and you're you know it's just it's funny that you touch on the stills because obviously i very i think few movies in today uh today can you look at a still and right away know exactly which movie it's from like you you yeah. can look at a Star Wars still and just be like oh yeah that's 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 Empire or oh, that's 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 Jedi, that's Hope we got it, um, you know for me I some of my earliest memories of um, watching movies at my grandmother's house were watching those VHS um, you know the original VHS before they uh, upgraded everything and digitized yeah. everything were mm-hmm. those three movies and you know she had that the really old gray covers, you know, that that just didn't look good at all. But you just loved watching those movies. And I think as as Jake kind of touched on, yeah, I think, I don't know if cosplay is what we know it as today without Star Wars. Um, Because I feel like some of the original cosplayers came from, I mean, we we all remember those, uh, know those uh, pictures of the original uh, theatrical releases where the people were in line waiting in costumes and I don't know yeah. if that uh, was really necessarily a thing before Star Wars or you know maybe yeah maybe Flash Gordon back in the day but not even that so much uh, so I think cosplay is what it is today 
either directly or indirectly because of Star Wars. Yeah, um, I think. Wow. I think for me too. I I can't touch on that, but for me, like my 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 dad was a pretty you know geek at heart, and and he had a lot of fandoms, and obviously he you know grew up and was in high school and college around the time when the Star Wars came out and was so big. So I think from that point of view, and for so many people, it's one of the few like uh, generational franchises that you experience, you know, like my dad had the original trilogy and then I was growing up when the prequels came out and like now, you know, we watched the sequel trilogy to, you know, together. And it's like almost like this connection of bonding with these multi-generational people. And I've seen like, you know, like when the last three came out, I remember seeing like, you know, a grandfather, uh, his son, and then his son. And it's like, what other franchise really has that where you see these multi generational people and like I, I'm like looking over now I, I my dad still has like original toys from you know 1978 1979 of Luke and Vader wow. and um you know it's just so cool and I remember as a kid him being so excited to like show me and it was like my first time really seeing like space and like you know like laser like to your point like is that a laser sword and you know that stormtrooper just hit his head on the door and like you know all those things and, <laughs> you know so many and like Vader was like the coolest thing in the world to me. Like I've always been like the dark side and his costume. And, and, and then, you know, Luke to me has always been the ultimate hero, you know, mm-hmm. just like, I think, I think we talked about like Luke Skywalker and Superman have really always been to me, like the two epitomes of like what a hero is. So um, yeah, I mean that original trilogy, especially empire. I'm with you guys. Like empire is just chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, phenomenal. It's- they they did such a great job and they, the the way that everyone worked together on camera yeah. and you know like the the discovery of Harrison Ford through those movies yeah. and just like just the the blending of uh, you know Sir, Sir Alec Guinness even though he hated being the character <laughs> and being remembered for only that role being an Academy Award winning actor that they they kind of brought in this generation that really none of them knew like they didn't uh, they didn't know like yeah. the, the later movies I think they kind of knew that yeah. they were going to be fairly circulated yeah. but in the beginning just like Rocky you know yeah they they really didn't know like they were just doing they were doing something you know it was it was a little experimental mm-hmm. and you know maybe maybe the read the read throughs were probably fun but they're like yeah no way nobody's <laughs> nobody's gonna go and see this As, speaking of, I was just gonna say I saw a funny interview with Mark Hamill talking about the original script for a new hope and he was like he was passing out to his friends like look at this crazy space story like i'm in you know and now it's like you know though she with like a blow dart and yeah. you <laughs> remotely live a room with a script he, he um, would have been sued he, out of existence yeah, oh yeah but he was like at that time he's like nobody cared it was just like this just you know sci-fi like and then it turned into what it is now which is just i i can imagine for those people it's probably just absurd that were there like day one before it came out yeah um you know and to see what it became is probably just absolutely incredible for them totally yeah well and it's it would probably be funny if you're like mark hamill's friends and you're like reading through this and you're they're like bro yeah. she says aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> <laughs> that's you <Yeah. laughs> oh man oh man so look okay so okay I, I need to ask you guys a, a really serious question. I think this is a question that has been uh, an age-old debate for almost 50 years. Who shot first? 
Well, Hanshaw first. Hanshaw first, I'm in yeah. There. Thank you Hanshaw very much. First. He... But, Go. <laughs> um, the, the whole... Like, I think they they really didn't want... Like, they went a little overboard with this scoundrel. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the only thing, but it's so his character... Um, even going even going back to the to the prequel mm. movie like Solo, which I, I guess we're really not going to talk about, but it, it's not yeah. that great um, no. as in the grand pass. scheme of things. Hard pass, but <laughs> hard pass on Solo. But he was a man, I can't even say the words that he is on on the air. He's he's not a he's not a great human until much no. later. Well, I mean, he's um, the, I mean, at the end of the day, he is pretty. He's 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 a he's like a drug runner. Pretty much. And you imagine somebody like that is just going to kind of be a bit of a scumbag. Scruffy uh, nerf herder. Well, there you go. That's that's a better, that's that's it. Um, so, yeah, man, I and I get it. They wanted to paint him into a more positive light. But I think, and this is kind of one of those things where Star Wars, uh, one of my pet peeves about Star Wars is they're, they kind of, they go down a path. And then it's almost like they're afraid of that path, and then they retcon it out because they want to please whatever it is they want to please. That's my that's my biggest pet peeve I think about Star Wars, which of course is the retconning over the years. And yeah. um, it's like, do you know what? If you're gonna make a decision, make that yeah. decision. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're gonna watch the movies yeah. no matter what. Yeah, it's not like they have a divided fan base or anything. There, yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Well, when when you're a kid, that scene is so confusing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it like, really yeah. is. It's like, what's happening? You're like, wait, what? Did he just that alien just died? <laughs> you're just what? Like, Why? What? Oh, okay. And then it's like the only. It's like really the only. They just kind of mop up Greedo, yeah. and you're like, well, he was a he was kind of a bad character. <laughs> so we'll it's just funny how um, those minor characters just kind of become so iconic. Like Bo- Boba Fett obviously took off yeah. when really he's only in the movies for like. A combined five minutes maybe yeah <laughs> but he's just like one of the most beloved characters out there yep. love that and he he does so many things that aren't in the movie that are so cool oh i know i mean he he just all the all the bounty hunters like just avoid him like a mm. plague and, and he just he he just wipes people out it's uh they did a good job of that in the mandalorian yeah. oh yeah they, like oh Here we go oh, we're gonna get the mandalorian <laughs> we're gonna get the mandalorian 100 um for the original trilogy, I would have just just the original trilogy. Who's the favorite character for each of you, just on the original trilogy alone? Uh, Vader for me, definitely Vader for me. Oh well, um, my <laughs> see, my favorite character is not really. He's only in like a still of the movie. His name is Boshek. Oh, oh. Um, Boshek is my is my favorite character. He's a, he's got a really cool backstory too. And um, he had the he had a Millennium Falcon and a faster yeah. ship before the Millennium Falcon. He was he was the guy who actually did the Kessel Run fastest first, and doesn't like Han Solo too much. But I, he he was a really he was a really cool character and kind of a candidate. Um, if you if you read into the books, um, there's there's a lot of a little bit about him in some of the books where he's he's kind of like. Uh, he he would have been like the next pick if if Obi Wan wouldn't have been able to get the uh, the Millennium Falcon as a as okay. a ride. He would be like, okay, let's talk to Boshak yeah. and we'll get this done with this guy instead. Like it, it's um, the the lore of the show, yeah. uh, the lore of Star Wars is some of the coolest stuff. 
when you just see like how they weave all these characters together and like how the force has like yeah uh, you know everywhere everywhere jedi go like all this crazy stuff happens yeah. and it's like all it's like all just like convergence mm. and it all happens for a reason because of the force it's I like that. Nice. I'm with you. Well, I'm going to be boring like and say Vader too. Vader was always <laughs> mine. I oh, see. I'm surprised. I thought you'd say Luke. I thought very. You'd... I mean, it's one A, one B, man. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I've always been. I've always thought villains are just more fascinating, especially when it seems so like tormented and back and forth. It was really the first time. I mean, I haven't seen too many movies like you know, prior to that, but not very many movies where the bad guy ends up turning, you yeah. know, spoiler alert for people who've never seen Star Wars and live on the rock, but <laughs> 50 years too late. I, you know, it, it, I don't think it's ever happened, but pre-Star Wars is the bad guy turning mm. into the good guy at the end, you know? Right on. All right. Well, let's, let's head into the prequel, the prequels. Um, how do we feel about the prequels for me personally? Um, you know, I enjoyed them because they were the first Star Wars films that I saw in, uh, in theaters on the big screen, Looking yeah. back, they don't hold up very well, I will admit. But you know what? I, I enjoyed them. Um, some of my favorite things, like I love the lightsaber duels. I love the music. I loved the idea of this kid becoming Darth Vader. Of course, I was young and naive. And, you know, like I said, looking back on Star Wars now, they're, they're not as good. Uh, I think probably a fun for this segment, at once we're done talking about it, will be our favorite and least favorite moments of the prequels. But... Uh, I almost wish that the prequels would have been made up of the Clone Wars series and have that yeah. as the storyline rather than the yep. storyline that they kind of went for. Uh -huh. What do you guys think? Yeah, that uh, I think the Clone Wars was like an apology. For the <laughs> yeah, <first series>. exactly. <laughs> like, we're sorry. This is what we meant to do. Um, but George Lucas was still in charge of things. <laughs> yeah. So we just did what he wanted. Um, I think, um, well, I, I went to, I waited. It was like one of the first movies I ever waited yeah. for. Like we, we were, we were like the midnight showing. And when everybody sat down, like everybody was so, there was so much anticipation. You see the Lucasfilm come across here. Everybody was clapping and standing. Um, it was just such a, it was just such a rush. So you really, until you were done seeing the movie the first time, you, you, you didn't, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> it wasn't that good. Like, wait, no. What? Jar Jar Binks? Oh, dude. No. <laughs> but it was so cool yeah. to watch, like to just to, to reconnect with all of it and then kind of figure out why technology got so bad as time went on. It, it was just a, a cool, um, it was a cool piece and just some of the things that they did to sort of over explain the force. Dude, and, that. Um, yeah. Add some science. Midichlorians, man. <laughs> just don't. Like, we should have just left it at a mystical thing. And midichlorians, yeah. I would say right off the bat, that is my least favorite thing about the prequels. Shut yeah. up uh, this not, screenplay not Jar Jar midichlorians. Yeah. No, I think, you know, for me, um, like you guys, you know, it was my first experience in the theater for Star Wars. And just being so excited, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to experience, like, a Star Wars film in, in theaters, uh, which was cool. Uh, kind of same, you know, episode one, we did get Duel of the Fates. I'm a huge Darth Maul fan. I thought yeah. it's it, one of those characters, you know, he's not on the screen much, but man, when he is, it's just electric. Um, and that whole Duel of the, Duel of the Fates music and um, episode two, I just try and, you know, wash that out of my memory. Uh, but I, I've, I, I'm actually a pretty big fan of episode three. Um, obviously, like in retrospect, hmm. I would do it differently. I'm more Clone Wars, to your point, or 
like the Anakin, especially from the Clone Wars, because since he's he's my favorite character, um, you know, I would have liked to seen that version or or they would never do this, but you know, like maybe an R-rated Revenge of the Sith, like go darker, deeper, darker, maybe sure. to, as a change up. But um, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like it has. I can still enjoy it. Like there's some, you know, there's some good things about it. But overall, um, like you said, I think the Clone Wars was a bit of an apology to uh, <laughs> for for the prequels. But like you know, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan, fantastic. Like Qui Gon Jinn's a very. Mm -hmm. But it's funny. I think the most interesting parts looking back are things we didn't get a lot of like Darth Maul Qui-Gon's very popular he wasn't on screen but just a one movie and um you know Mace Windu he's really not in the movies that much but you know he's a popular character now so it did do the job of you know some of the, the magic the original trilogy had but just didn't just I just don't think it was quite what we were expecting uh and now looking back like it just doesn't hold up quite as well yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they needed to build the movie around a romance either. Me either no. They they had it they had it in the first three, but it wasn't like the no. focus. It was right. there, but the the whole you know it was really about uh, you know a boy and his droids, and then you know building on that. But yeah. the the second movie just didn't have like it, it kind of starts with uh, you know this uh, the even the the backstory for Darth Vader is a little bit. Yeah. Like, what do you mean he doesn't have a dad? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he was just the. He's like a a force. Um, I forget what they call force it in the dad. movie. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, it was like the force. The force converged, and there was Darth Vader. Um, and then uh, just like the Matrix, they they couldn't quite figure out if he was going to be the chosen one or not throughout the entire first three movies. Like, is he the chosen one, or is the chosen one coming in another movie, yeah. or is you know, are we are we getting that in the in in seventy nine? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, yeah, and and I don't know. I, I liked um, you know the Yoda lightsaber yeah. duel. Speaking of cool lightsaber duels, yeah. um, that that kind of made up for a few things that went on in the second mm -hmm. movie. And um, you know, in the third movie, Darth Vader realized that if he built a moon base, it better not have any high ground, so that yes. he can beat Obi Wan Kenobi. It's, uh, yet it's very expensive. I I, I tend to agree, uh, especially on the 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 romance thing. It's like, do you know what? Let's just yeah. have a movie where this kid is getting more and more angry that the Jedi Council is walking all over him, and that's why he turns away from them. I don't need yeah. this love story that I really, you know, to be frank, didn't care about. Uh, I was not invested in it. Didn't seem like the you know, and and it it gave us some of the worst dialogue in movie history. So. Yeah, he hates sand. He really <laughs> oh, hates mate. Sand. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I would have, and they did it in the Clone Wars, is, is take the time of the romance and build up the hero part of them. What made, like, this was this epic hero that was so powerful and just like, this, he was the guy and then mm. he falls. But you, I never got a sense in the prequels that like, like, that's the dude, like that is that's the, like the no. Kobe Bryant of the Jedi right there. No. Never. I don't even feel like he was like top three in most of it. Like I'm like Yoda would win, Mace would win, Obi Wan would win. Obviously, I ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah. want to remind everybody: we all do love Star Wars. By the way, we do. Yes, <laughs> we're being true Star Wars fans right now. Yeah, exactly. Just bashing yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> I think one thing I don't know for me. One thing I know I won't bash about is Rogue One because I think that was next. Um, oh my. boy mm -hmm. what were you guys thoughts on rogue one rogue one was phenomenal i loved 
I don't remember it at all. Like I, I tried watching it the other day and I got to be honest, I, I, the first 20 minutes of that movie to me are just like really, I'm not into once you get past it. It's like when it starts, I'm like the last, I think 20 to 30 minutes of that movie. I'm like, I'm all on board. Like, that's all I remember. I don't remember much of the, uh, the middle, but dude, the last 20 to 30 minutes, I'm just like, yeah, my I jaw mean, dropped suicide. I mean, it's funny because I don't know about you, Scotty, but like when I watched it, it took me like halfway through the movie being like, this is going to be a suicide mission. I was like, they're all going to, they're not going to make it. Cause I'm yeah. like, this is going right up to new hope. I mean, they put it right up to new hope. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, it's, it's the best to me. It's the best star Wars they've put out since the original trilogy on, on a live live action. Um, in a movie. Um, and I mean, the Vader hallway scene alone. Dude, is that's just my like, favorite scene that, in like any movie. That was, um, <laughs> I saw it opening night and I think that that rivals like the Thor arriving in Wakanda Infinity War, like loud screams that I've heard in a theater. It might've been the loudest I've ever heard screams in a theater. It was mm. nuts. I felt wow. like I was at a sporting event. People were just like, yeah. Um, which leads to the question, the Luke hallway scene or Vader hallway scene? What we got, which one's better? Mm, the Luke hallway scene, sorry. Yeah, dude, Luke for me too. I, I, I think so too. I think Luke. I, uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, if you again, I'm I'm going back to the books, yes. and the the Luke Skywalker in the books is that Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. the guy who just comes in and is like the whole place is just laid yeah. to waste, yeah. like no one can touch him. He yep. he's so close to being on the dark side, yeah, that he's just re, he's just redefining Jedi yeah. at that point. Like I mean, after after Return of the Jedi and you know all that kind of gray space that they haven't filled in just yet, yeah, that is like. Luke on the warpath, like he is so much scarier than Vader at that point. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's he's just like, um, I don't know if they'll do the part where he actually loses his ability with the Force, um, like they do in the books, mm-hmm. but that would be you know, like books. he goes through a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he goes he goes down a lot of different paths, and um, it's uh, you know he you know he changes a lot. Yeah. Um, that's why it's like. You know, when they finally do get to um, the, the last set of movies, I, I guess I was really looking forward to to his um, his hologram fight scene um, that he did like just that that was so perfectly done. Yeah, I thought um, just very like this is how he's changed and this is what he would you know, this would be like his his final yeah. move on the chessboard um, and just very, very cool. But oh, man. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, sorry. No, this is <laughs> Vader, what Vader, Fanboy, buddy, um, fanboy. Vader is, Vader is awesome. Um, you know, there's, he's he's the original like bad guy. Yep. I mean, he's the villain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Luke Luke just wore it better. <laughs> Luke for me, I think a because I wasn't it was so out of like I just was not ready for it. Like I wasn't expecting it. Like I knew Vader was in the movie, so I was like, okay, like I know yeah. he's gonna be in it. I thought when the lightsaber went on, I thought it was going to cut, and I was going to be end of the movie. Like, oh, oh, he's moving forward. He's he, oh, oh, there, there we go. Um, but um, the Luke scene, I mean, I'll be honest, that was the first time I've ever like had tears run down my face of happiness in a film, like ever. I was literally like, 
like this is beautiful and um and just seeing people other people's reacting like that just it, it was moving it was like i never thought a dude just going straight eight on everybody would be like this moving <laughs> emotional thing and it was just like it was incredible so yeah i i would have to agree um yeah. luke, luke always seemed for me too Absolutely. Like I, I thought it was going to be Ezra. Yeah. I, I really did. Like I, I did too. I, I had no idea. And I think Jake, that was probably one of the longest conversations we had ever had uh, when yes. that all happened. And we started basically fangirling over it. Yeah. <laughs> it was such. I cool did. One. I was like, Are "You crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. Yeah. You're crying. No, it was great. Yeah. Um, I was watching uh, with my. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I watched it again the second time with my dad. He hadn't seen it. And like, as soon as the, the glove, which I think we all knew when we saw the glove is when we were like, oh, it's Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, that's when I knew it was Luke. And uh, he literally just like stood up, like out of his seat. And I was just like, just watching him react to Luke was just like, this is, this is awesome. Totally, totally. So, okay. So now that we're in the mm-hmm. Mandalorian, let's real quick touch on the Mandalorian. And then we'll, we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite moments in Star Wars. So the Mandalorian... Sure. Um, I really, I think for me, the second season was so good. There were a couple of episodes yes. in there that I was just like, uh, you know, like yeah. I could do without this, like in a couple moments, like for example, with that whole stormtroopers of the heroes thing. And I think the second to last <laughs> episode, I'm like, I don't need this. Uh, you know, no, no time has the stormtroopers ever come in and save the day. And why are they now all of a sudden able to hit things? Um, but I really, I loved the second se- uh, the second season. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed, um, Ahsoka Tano's reveal. That yes. was, oh yeah. Uh, perfectly. I didn't know who they had cast cause I stayed away from IMDB. So when I saw her and I was like, oh, Rosario Dawson, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what do yeah. you guys think? Well, um, I, I have a confession to make. I haven't actually watched this on Disney+. Plus. I, um, I've actually learned most of the stuff about The Mandalorian from watching All Comics Access on YouTube. Did I just spoil like a lot Joe of things Beast. for you then? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I was um, just like, you like, oh, know about the Luke no. You heard it first here. Check, uh, yeah. check, check out uh, Joe the Beast McCoy on YouTube. He does yeah. great, uh, great synopsis of all the episodes. The the parts that I do know about that I've seen, like I guess for me, it's really just like the comparison to sort of the space western, yeah. Which I think I think it just has a really cool feel to it, yeah. and I would be sad to not see that continue. So if they don't do any more Mandalorian, where it's a, about what this kind of you know, space cowboy is is doing, uh, I think they would they would lose a little bit. And I think they you know they they kind of jumped into one big story arc with this guy. I think they could possibly do mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. You know, give him give him another sort of like he happens upon you know another piece of this path. Yeah. I think that would be really fun to to see a little bit more of like okay you know he kind of weaves in and out of the storyline. Yeah. Um, it, but the yeah I know a lot of people are sad like no more no more Grogu no more Baby Yoda it's not gonna I'm it's like, not gonna dude, fly around with all the merch that's out you really think they're not gonna show him again yeah I'm about to say you think with all the merch that he sells they're not gonna bring him back uh, well I think I think they're making a movie for oh god I'm sorry going anywhere yeah yeah man um uh how do we feel about his name I wasn't a fan of his name that we got a name, I would have preferred not to have a name or something else. I don't know. It reminds me of a Mortal Kombat type character. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I think of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Like, go, like, yeah, it's yes. Goku. I've kind of went Goku. there, too. It was like Dragon Ball Z, like Yu-Gi-Oh kind of name. Mm-hmm. I was I, I would, I was he, he, with Baby Yoda. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, I was like, oh, they want to just, just think that it's not Yoda, so they got to give it a name. But mm. I would have went with Andrew. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like the way you think. No, but yeah, no. To, to me, like when it, the back-to-back episode of Ahsoka and then like the Boba Fett episode, I was like, like this away. is two point. Like, I liked season one, but season two to me was like phenomenal. Like they really stepped it up between season one and two. And I'm really curious how they intertwine like the book of Boba Fett with Ahsoka with Mandalorian because they're all like the same time period and see you know, how they intertwine with each other. I, I'm really fascinated to see how they work that. So we'll see. Same. All right. Well, I guess before we wrap up, because I, I know we're, we're running out of time here, but real quick, favorite and least favorite moments in Star Wars. Who wants to start? You talk first. I talk first. <laughs> you get that reference. <laughs> Go for it, Scotty. Guess of honor. Go for it. All right. The the worst the worst moment uh, in 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 all of Star Wars it really just has to be like Jar Jar Binks putting his tongue in the uh, in the stream on the pod racer, <laughs> and then having having his tongue go numb. That oh, was stupid. That was for that was for you know like third graders and and down who went to see the movie, but for all the rest of us were like, really, mm. <laughs> this is the movie. Um, greatest uh greatest scene greatest feeling you know just the the best has got to be from empire uh, it's got to be uh, when han's getting uh, encased in carbonite because that's that's like the the change for everything for him is you know that that sacrifice that he makes and just still hit just still how confident he is in everything with 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 leah with you know he's just you know the, the whole i know you know, like it just, of course, <laughs> and then gets frozen in carbonite, and you know, it's like just the most traumatic thing, and nobody dies, and it's just so, it's just oh, right there, right it's in perfect. the feels. I like it. Go for it, Andrew. What about you? All right, uh, I would guess my least favorite thing about Star Wars would probably be it's kind of a, a, a tie between the dialogue in the prequels and the idea of midi chlorians in the prequels. Uh, I think that's probably that's probably right up there. Of course, Jar Jar Banks up there, but I think it's a tie between those two. Um, I just I couldn't I can't watch that dialogue and not feel some sort of icky factor kind of thing. Um, and the midi chlorians, like I said before, I think it's just s- stupid. I don't like to use that word, but I just I really don't like. I just did I I didn't like that they explained the force that way. Like it would have just yeah. been better for me to not have it explained it's just always a mystery uh and i think for me the best my best favorite moment in star wars i think would be in jedi return of the jedi uh i i absolutely because this is always the memory that i have when when he's on the the barge in the desert well they're all in the barge in the desert and they're about to be thrown in the sarlacc pit and uh they all nod to each other 75 times because they know what the plan is and we see luke skywalker catch his lightsaber and you do the thing off the diving board the plank and you for the first time you see this green lightsaber and the music is going because for me the music is just the best oh yeah um and you see the green lightsaber for the first time i love that's my favorite 
lightsaber out of all of them. Um, I just, I love that moment. I think it's great. The music is perfect. The, oh man, stuff's about to go down. Tides are about to turn. Love that moment. I love it. I, it's funny with that, with that moment, I always think of the Family Guy spoof. Of the, the, the <laughs> that's exactly what I was like, thinking Mer- about. <laughs> Mer- yeah. Um, so that's like a feeling where my head goes to. Um, for me, just to make it uh, different answers, because yeah, like Jar Jar uh, in the dialogue, like the I hate sand is uh, one thing that bugged me was just like the crazy, I like her as a character, but like the crazy OP of Ray, just like all of a sudden just being like this, with no training, just knows yeah. how to do all this stuff, like boom, boom, boom. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, like Luke had to do all these things and go through the struggles and, you know, lose and get his hand cut off. And, and she's just like super, it just bugged me. I don't know why. I, I just wanted, I wanted Luke to be the hero. It's probably my own self. But the best, um, the best, oh my gosh. In the films, I would have to give it to Duel of the Fates. It's oh, it's the yeah. first scene I remember vividly seeing like in a movie theater, like that in the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Mm. Like the two scenes oh, I remember yes. seeing in theaters as a kid just being like, and just Darth Maul was just like the coolest guy to me. Like he was just the, the dual lightsaber I remember in the trailer and just Amazing. being like, <gasps> like, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, that would, that would have to be it for me, for sure. Although if the Luke's the Luke Hallway scene was a movie, then that would have been <laughs> just that scene. It's just a movie, like yeah, two hour that. long scene. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point, Scotty, one thing is the, the books, like the novels that are Star Wars. I, I just started getting into like Lords of the Sith and the Reven book and the Count Dooku book I have on Audible that I still have to read. But um, mm-hmm. they're really good. If you want to like really dive deep in some of these characters, mm. very, very good. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, yeah, bringing up, like extra stuff, that video game where it yeah. focuses on all that stuff. That yeah. extended universe, if we're going, that's my favorite extended universe. Nice to the old Republic. Oh, those video 100%. Games. Sorry. Scott, you go. <laughs> oh, um, but I, I played, um, I, I forget even what it was, what it was. Maybe it was Jedi Knight. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a long time ago video game. Might've been the second one. Um, I played it on my package. Uh, I, I have that game <laughs> so. and I was playing it the other day because I ordered it off of eBay. Nostalgia factor, level a thousand. So good. And you know what? The, the last three movies were pretty good too. I know we, we I, I know I, I uh, at least I haven't said too much about them uh, during the cast, but um, there really isn't there's nothing really bad to say. Like I, I really enjoyed them all. Um, I, I thought uh, you know when when they when they brought out Force Awakens, um, you know I, I kind of you know scooched scooched my chair really close to the TV and I was like all ready for it. Yeah. So I, I think I thought they did a really good. I job enjoyed them yeah. much more than the prequels. The only the only part in the sequel sequels that I didn't quite enjoy uh in uh, uh last jedi was just the kind of casino sort of scene like yeah. i get it, i get it no, i got it like we needed it sort of but i kind of was like i felt like the movie stopped a little bit too much for that one uh yeah. but overall dude i i love them as much as as anything no yeah. i did too actually i i know i just poo-pooed on ray's op but i i really like the force awakens especially was phenomenal when it first came out. I was so excited. I, I, I give, <laughs> I give Ryan Johnson so many props for taking so many risks with Star Wars and just not even caring what people thought and twisting it on his head and you know going the opposite direction of what everybody just wanted. And then 
the rise of skywalker there were so many nostalgic moments where i was just like yes 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 um it was literally just like uh thank you fans here you go like here's another one and another one like you're just <laughs> i but I, yeah i i mean i know some of my friends don't like the, the pre, um, sequels but i'm i like i like them a lot so i'm happy agreed. With them. agreed well scotty i think we've we've probably kept you long enough look we really really appreciate you coming on and chat with us about your podcast about star wars is there anything else that you you'd like to say talk about uh get out in the open reveal <laughs> well well there's there's always more coming so just stay tuned and you know watch watch the uh the kryptonian chronicles and what they're going to do for sure mm. uh, it's a great show thank you um, i certainly hope that you guys do more and more episodes and if you do have some time left over and you want to hop on over to Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary, we'd love to have you. Right on. Right on. Sounds like a deal, my friend. We appreciate you. So remind everybody real quick where they can find the Heroes of Cosplay. Yes, Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcasts out just about everywhere you can find podcasts. Buzzsprout, Spotify, all those fun little podcast places. Uh, feel free to, to add me to your list. And we're on YouTube, Here's a Cosplay Sanctuary, Instagram, the same. And you can also hit up the co-host, Astrovoid Cosplay, at Astrovoid Cosplay on Instagram, and pretty much everywhere else, um, TikTok, and of course, co-host the show. Right on. Look, Scotty, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolute, absolute pleasure. Can't thank you enough for what you do for the community. And um, yeah, man, thank you so very much. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our first guest, Scotty B. at the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. We will catch you next time. Stay super, guys.